or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's It's another another VO VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry, I get it. Come on. You're not my dad's. Hey, welcome back. You have found us again. It's another VO podcast right here on the uh, podcast airwaves coming to you live from Zencaster from uh, all different places in the world. Let's see. Uh, Alden, where are you at again? I'm in Missouri. No, it's Indiana. You're wrong. Whatever. Jake, where are you? (laughs) Uh, I would say Texas, but I'm worried that's wrong too now. No, no, you're right. You're out there close to Cliff. So I know know where you are. It's Alden I always get messed up. Yeah. Uh, Hey, we got a really special guest today. Let's welcome Mary Lynn Wisner. How are you? I'm great, and I'm from Los Angeles. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and and we will absolutely believe you because I, I know that's where you are. Yeah, that's just yeah. just awesome. I'm a native. Awesome. I'm a native, so that's actually really? quite unusual. Yeah, born and bred. Actually, second generation. So that's, that's wow. Unusual. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, most of you have moved to Tennessee. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> but it's know, it's, it's right. great. It's great for property values. Uh, that's that's for <laughs> sure. Because it's, it's quite an exodus to to Tennessee. But I, I'm a I'm a born and bred Valley girl. I I you know I love it. My kids grew up here. I grew up here. Everything. So we're yeah. good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I um I loved hearing the story, and I can't remember. If you guys were talking about it live, it may have been at VO Atlanta and and Cliff was talking about you being a little girl and all this stuff. And and that was the coolest story. Um, uh, but not a little girl, but I love him for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Age, but, but yeah, he, he used to be in LA and my studio, I had a studio in Studio City and he worked at a studio just a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was helping cast him. It was like a, a version of Teddy Ruxpin. Remember that talking yeah. there? And yeah. it was a whole game. And then then there was like these talking speed cars. It was just it's a whole bunch of toys. And we did it out of his studio. So that's when I first met him. Ah, okay. That would okay. have been cool. early 90s somewhere. Now, was that your foray into this type of work or where did it go from there? My foray. foray. Um, well, I grew up in the industry and I was a kid actor. I did a lot of on-camera commercials. My dad was a television producer. Um, and when I graduated college, I, I got a job. I didn't want to continue being an actor necessarily. I was a little worried about that. Um, and I got a job as an assistant agent to Don Pitts, who was the guy that started the whole business of voiceover agenting. And he taught me everything about voiceover agenting and had amazing clients, the who's who of voiceover back then. And so I kind of worked my way up and then became a voiceover agent, but I, I didn't love agenting as much. And then I got an opportunity to get into casting at the voice caster in Burbank and I fell in love with casting. And uh, that's, you know, this was again, pre pay to plays and internet and all that stuff. So it was amazing. We cast everything all day long casting. Mm-hmm. And then um, in 1990, I thought, well, I could do this on my own. And I opened up Voices Voice Casting and have had that ever since. Awesome. Awesome. And you also coach, do workshops, go to conferences, stay very busy uh, being involved in the industry. And um, 
that is a, a secondary task, but something that you are very good at as well. Um, we ran a mock audition um, in our Facebook group a while back, and I have it gained me so much respect oh, for yeah. what you guys <laughs> do. Yeah, big time. And we tried to keep it simple, name the file like this, real simple, you know, don't process it, just send us good raw audio and here's the thing. And, you know, out of 40 people, we'd get six or eight that put female instead of male, they'd hit the, you know, wouldn't change it in the thing and that, you know, didn't have it spaced right or they'd add the date to the end of the file name. So what's the number one pet peeve for you? You just nailed it right there. They don't pay attention to the directions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know I, and I, I've said this before, and I, I really mean it because we're, as casting directors, we're on your side. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'm not a pay to play. I get hired and paid by an ad agency or a production company to find their voice. They did not go to the pay to plays for free and just, you know, throw the net out. They hired somebody. So there's not that it's better, but it's definitely more handholding and more um, attention and, 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 you know, honoring kind of our expertise. I mean, I've been in doing this over 30 years, so I know voices, I know talent all over the, the world. So I'm on your side. So I've spent the time talking to that ad agency producer, just dissecting that script and, every little thing that they give me as far as the specs go. And maybe you have a celebrity prototype or what if this and that, and because I want to get hired again by them, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to find that voice. So I'm on your side. So I, I try to be really explicit in the casting specs, but not, not get, I don't like to bombard actors with too much spec, too much information. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I always kind of get like, God, why did you veer off that far when I was on your side, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> right. you know, right. If I have the time or I know the actor, um, I can call them or send them an email like, hey, can you redo this for me? Because you missed this or that. Or, you know, shoot a note to their agent and, and say mm-hmm. that. But sometimes we don't. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Not too long ago, I kind of did a little study here at the office. And I figured out as long as I've been casting, I don't care if I'm calling in 100 people or 600 people. It never fails. Usually 65 to 75% of the people are not right or didn't read the, the directions right or didn't do anything special in their audition. It's mm-hmm. it never wavered from that. It's fascinating to me. So, um, you know, it just goes to show you it's it's not that hard. Just read the directions. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. read the, the how to label it. Uh, don't slate if we don't want to slate. Don't Mm -hmm. go to an accent if we didn't ask for an accent, you know? Um, uh, And, and I, I'm also known as kind of a casting director that also likes to kind of throw in a few ringers in there and surprises, but I'll go out and ask you for that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's supposed to be collaborative. I want you to get the job. So like, let's out that way. Yeah. It, we were blown away. The three of us went through the whole, process and you know we and the funny part was when it got down to the end we we picked a top three and and i think all three of us picked the same three people out of the 30 which was kind of really odd i thought we'd be way off but it was fun it was a very uh educational thing and it'll give you a respect for what people go through and 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 you have said this in workshop that i came to that after you hear 35 times the first 
four words said the same way. You're just waiting. Somebody, please, you know. And I tell I tell the actors, I'm like, you have to remember, and I, I mean it very respectfully, but you all sound the same. You all sound <laughs> the same to me because you fit the specs. That's why you're right. It's going to happen. In one way, shape, or form, you're all going to pretty much sound the same to us. Mm-hmm. So it's what you do, especially on that first line or two, that that's going to make me want to, you know, shortlist you. Right. So right. It's that simple. Sometimes it, it and not like ninety percent of the time, it has nothing to do with your voice. Mm-hmm. It's really how right. you take that copy and make it your own. Right. Now, all of us have had coaching with different people, and we hear a lot of different things from different coaches. And I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong sometimes, but we have, we have one coach, and I've coached with him for quite a while. And you, you're going to know who this is when I say it, but we're not going to talk about him. But he tells you, F the specs. Be you. Just do you. F the specs. You know, and, and uh, that's hard to do because sometimes you got, you've got to read all that and know <clears throat> what they're asking for. But a lot of times – they don't really, it doesn't end up getting cast exactly that way. So thus the thing for multiple takes, I assume. Um, that's a really good point you brought up because um, part of what that coach is or what you're saying or what their attack is or whatever is, is true in the sense that, you know, yeah, F the specs put your own stamp on it. But, but in my opinion, still respect the specs. Yes. yes. Because, yeah. you know, you might've missed something really important in the spec where they, the specs where they said, okay, midway, we want you to suddenly get very introspective and whatever. And if you just, you know, willy nilly didn't re- look at the specs, you would totally miss that and then blow your audition. Mm-hmm. So I agree with the part of like, don't overthink it and do the voice you think you're supposed to do. I always say, just be you, just be mm-hmm. you interpreting this direction. Right. So it's right. similar to what that person's saying, but at the same time, don't disrespect the specs, if that makes sense. Right. right. Um, it does. And, you know, I always say, I never like to hear more than two takes. You know, I just don't have the time. But if you give me a second take, or if it's short enough and you give us a third take, just make sure they're really different. And that could be as easy as kind of coming at it with a different emotion or changing up the punctuation a little bit. You know, um, there's a lot of kind of easy hacks and tricks you can do to sort of change up your delivery, mm-hmm. you know, which things I kind of teach in coaching. But um, sometimes disrespecting and just being like, you know, I'm, I'm a lone wolf. This is what I'm going to do, I think is also kind of showing that you're not a, a – a team player when it comes to a session. Right. So, you know, I always tell my actors that you have to remember that producer is listening to who's, who's going to be good at the session. Who's going to be fun at the session and make me the producer who usually is the director at the session look like a good director. Right. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. all a game. It's all a game. And we all have to kind of work with each other. Sure. And, and you know, I always tell the actors, you got to know how to play the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jake Alden, you guys jump in now. I'm, I don't want Oh, no, it's fine. You've asked great questions and I've, I've definitely wanted to hear the answers. Now, just to kind of touch real quick on maybe those multiple takes kind of thing. Now, I, I've run into breakdowns where they ask for give us one to two takes or two to three takes on the same MP3. If those directions aren't explicitly in there and they're also not saying don't give us multiple takes, do you prefer someone say something like, you know, hey, I got two takes for you before it's starting, before it starts? 
Because I've, I've heard people talk about, too, like, you know, if they hear anything other than the script, they just move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I mean, it, I think that depends on who's giving you the audition. You know, the way I will write a um, spec, I'm very explicit and I'll say, we want to hear two takes. Um, you don't have to say in your slate, you know, this is Jake with two takes. Take mm-hmm. one, take two. Um, I'm a big fan of the no slate. And I just say, just butt your take two right up against the take one, the end of take one. So just in case I'm reaching to turn it off, you, you. Something catches you. Um, uh, Or sometimes we'll say in the, the, the labeling of your file, you know, your name or the the character name or whatever it is. And then, you know, underscore two takes or something like that. Okay. So um, I think the probably the the smartest way to do it is just make sure your your takes are butted up very, very close to each other so they get heard. Okay, um, that makes sense, and that's yeah. that's smart too because mm-hmm. that way if they do hear it, since it's if they are back to back like that, they'll maybe hear something yeah. that'll make them pause. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's kind of the rule of thumb. Not that there is there are any rules in voiceover because there aren't, but sort of <laughs> like an understanding, I guess, is that if it's if it's a fifteen second spot you know, yeah, two to three takes is kind of cool, you know, because it's short. But if it's a 30 second, one to two takes is good. 60 second, one is enough, you know, so um, use your best judgment. Yeah, because how often if it is like a 60 second spot, how often do you you listen to the whole thing? I mean, I guess you only listen if you catch if something catches your like ear. Yeah, I mean, again, I've been doing this so long. I just I know I just kind of know like, okay, I I heard the first paragraph. Okay, great. Short list Mm -hmm. them or dump it. Um, It depends on my client because some client I always ask the client, okay, you got a 60 second spot here. Do you want them to read the whole thing or do you only want them to read, you know? 30 seconds of it. And I'll mm. put that in the specs. You only need to de- read 30 seconds of it. So if the actor doesn't read that or doesn't respect that, I'm like, Oh, he doesn't follow directions. Bummer. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. So, um, what you guys have to realize too, is casting directors, the whole casting industry has changed so much in the last, uh, you know, five to 10 years, maybe where their budgets are smaller you know, they don't want, they don't, my clients, most of the clients I work with, they don't want me to send more than 10 to 20, uh, picks. I, I might try, I might get, you know, I'll throw the net out and get like 200, 300 auditions, but I got to keep paring that down. So, you, you know, they're, they have like zero patience. They just want to hear my top 10 picks or top 12 picks, and then they'll pick who they want. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, you know, do everything you can to just show your your following direction and that you you know you're you're going to stand out. That totally makes sense. Really yeah. does. And it also honestly yeah. answered a question I was going to ask too about you know as far as how you break down what you actually send to the client. So, but that but that pretty much answers my question. When you yeah, I mean it's it's you know the process I have is okay. So say I'm just casting one role and and. Again, it always depends on the casting budget too, because casting budgets, like I said, have gotten much smaller. Um, and then they'll, I'll throw the net out to either agents and talent or talent that don't have agents, whoever's right for the spot. And then um, my process is okay. Say I get three hundred auditions back on the first round. I'm only listening to your first line, maybe mm-hmm. the second line. Then I narrow that down to like my top fifty. Then I'll go and listen to those guys' top uh, a whole reads. Sure. And then that down to like my top 20, 25. 
pick my top 10, 12 and send that on to the client. And then I kind of keep those other ones, you know, sometimes I'll throw in extra ones as a bonus or I'll kind of keep them just in case the client comes back and says, you know, I I didn't hear the right person. And I'll say, oh, well, I've got these other guys. Okay. Take a listen to these guys. So you got like a backup to the the initial. Pretty neat. I am curious with um, with the directions you get from your client and maybe they have the celebrity prototype, but they give instructions on kind of what they're looking for. If you see conflicting ideas, do you kind of narrow that down because you know in your mind where they're going? So you kind of hone that in. And when you send out your auditions, you have a little more streamlined explanation of what the directions are. Yeah, I that's that's a good question, too, because sometimes you know, I have some clients that are like newer working with me and I re- that's why I say I really try to pick apart. And what, what happens sometimes is, oh, okay, Mary Lynn, um, the producers, this is the producer and this is what I'm thinking, but let me have you talk to the copywriter. And then I talk to the copywriter and he's chiming in and then, oh, there's another copywriter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, <laughs> and then, oh, the client just called, they're thinking blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I'm trying to kind of glean the main idea. And then usually even sometimes before I send that out to my talent, I might go back to that producer and say, hey, just to confirm, you know, kind of talking to all of you, this is what I got. What do you think? Oh, great. Or yeah, don't forget to say they have to have a raspy voice or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, like I was saying earlier, I want them to hire me again, you know, right. so I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm covering everybody's, you know, request and and um also then chiming in on my own too because sometimes they just don't know things you know they they don't know that you know well if you're gonna ask for somebody that does a lot of character voices that person might not be great at a spokesy voice or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah right right yeah what a um perfect point being there's no uh, as you said earlier there's no correctness or there's no set rules or anything because you're right there's you, you can talk to five different uh, casting folks and you're going to get a different, I like it this way, or I'd rather have it that way. Yeah. Yep. But it is, it is some good generalities that people need to keep in mind. And the, and the big one is follow the freaking directions. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. just that easy. I, I think you know I what's put, funny about that mock audition we did. I'm pretty sure you even explicitly said in there, everyone, please read and follow the instructions. Yes, and then you still get true. people that didn't yeah. do it. And it's just like, why is this not connecting? Like, I, yeah. that's the only thing that ever made sense to me was like, follow the instructions because I want, I want to get, I want my chances of being heard. You know, that's all I ask. It just, right. I just want my audition right. to listen to. I mean, sure. I'd love to be shortlisted. I'd love to book it, but the best chance of me getting heard is following the instructions. Yeah. You know? Right. And putting your, right. your stamp on it. And you know, kind of what I was saying again earlier too, we're talking about that other coach you were, you're mentioning. I, I find a lot of times you know, you can, you, even if you didn't get any direction, cause sometimes we get those auditions where there's no, I have a couple of ad agency producers I work with and I don't know if they're just kind of masochists, but they, they purposefully do not give specs cause they want to see what the actor is going to do with it. Uh, but some, you can usually glean from the copy what copy yeah. there is. You, you can tell, you know, and, and what I teach in my coaching is there are five directions that are the foundation for all commercials. It has never strayed. That's how advertising works. So you can usually tell, oh, this is a real person because there's personal pronouns in there. You can usually tell it's a snarky rye read because it's all smart ass. You know, there's things you can tell. Mm -hmm. And again, sometimes, yeah, we do get that copy that's horribly written. 
and you know, no specs. It's like, okay, I'm just going to kind of figure out this is how I would say this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and in his defense, he does say after you've done the spot or you've recorded it, then go back and look and see, <laughs> is, is that what they're kind of looking for? I, I think what he's saying is on the front end, interpret the copy first and see which you needs to read this, which, you know, and, and get into the point of view and the perspective and then put your spin on it and then go back and look. And if you're that far off, then maybe you need to make a change in it. But yeah, there's a, there's a very well-known Charlie Adler is a, uh, you guys probably need a very well-known animation director, voice talent, um, Emmy winning, you know, director. Um, and he, he did a workshop with us years and years ago. And, and he was talking about how he was trying to do more commercials and gosh, this was probably like 10 years ago. And he said, you know, I just like, threw the specs out and I would just grab the copy and go in and do my first thing based on what I thought it was. And then I'd go back and look at the specs. So it's kind of exactly what you're saying. This person said, Mm -hmm. I'd go back and look at the specs and then my, my interpretation. And he said, you know, 90% of the time I was right because again, the copy's written that way. Um, Where I find the discrepancy usually comes is, you know, we love, well, I can't say I love pay to plays, but the pay to play world you know, it's 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 mostly, as I ca- like to say, kind of mom and pop shops that are not theatrically yep. minded or, or, you know, actor centric, if you will. So they don't know how to, you know, articulate maybe the needs or the, the acting words or, you know, directions. So everything mm-hmm. is just be yourself or you're talking to your best friend and things like that. And yeah. then the first word is introducing, you know, so <laughs> yes. it's it's sort Jeez. of like, you know, you how many times you're. <laughs> your your space in that world i know right. it's yeah. a little vague but that's that's sort of what where to go with that all right so off off topic here mm-hmm. all right it's it's saturday what does mary lynn like to go do on the weekend well this weekend for the next four weeks i'm teaching a class with Lori allen so that there goes my saturday <laughs> It'll be super fun. I mean, she's a hoot. Um, So that'll be fun. But usually, what do I do on a Saturday? I sleep in if I can. Yes. Yeah. But for me, sleeping in is like eight o'clock. So so right there with you. Yeah, I just can't. I I mean, ever since my kids were little, um, you know, you just you that inner clock. I'm always got up at six to get them ready for school, and they're in their twenties, so (laughs) I have no excuse. So typically I will like, sometimes I'll have plans with friends or see my daughters or um, I'm a new little granddaughter. So I see her oh. um, or um, clean the house Right. <laughs> when it comes up, you know, get that vacuum out, do all that stuff. I'm kind of a clean freak, get the laundry going. Uh, yeah. It just kind of depends what's going on, um, you know, socially or, or just, you know, around my, my uh, uh, neighborhood. Um like I said, I live in LA and so we always have beautiful weather. So yeah. I'm a big outdoors person and, and I like to play tennis. So oh, oh cool. Tennis. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't tried pickleball yet. <laughs> you know, I know I haven't. And I, I remember playing it a little bit in in high school, but I was always such a tennis snob. I was afraid it was gonna wreck my tennis game. Oh. <laughs> I had so many friends that are like, no, no, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. And and I have this mean I have a mean backhand and I'm always afraid, like can I do that with a pickleball, like the two-handed backhand? So just launch it. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom and dad. Head, you know. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom and dad will not let me play golf 
in high school because of my baseball. They oh, said it'll, yeah. it'll ruin your baseball oh, swing. Yeah. yeah. And then a, a coach had us hitting off a tarp and it tore the cartilage out of my knee and that ruined it all. So it oh, didn't matter. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Things like that happened. That was yeah. one of those career changing moments. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yep. Lots of fun. Um, so I, I don't want to get into, you know, deep, deep specifics, but I know your coaching methods uh, by coming to the workshop at VO Atlanta and enjoyed that a ton. And I know I've coached with you once um, individually, but the encouragement of getting people to get in front of casting people, whether in workshops or wherever they can, so they can see them and hear them. Uh, I think that's highly important I th- oh, yeah. to get associated that way. And I think people miss out on that. What's your input on some of oh, that? I, I totally agree. It's um, not only are you just getting in front of them and they get to know you so that, you know, for future projects, because every student I've ever worked with, you know, I put in our database and, you know, I'll make notes, you know, this is their voice. This is there was their strength or, you know, he's in Texas or he's in Missouri, whatever, whatever. Um, so it's not only getting in front of them because again, that's our job is to always find voices, but also we're in the trenches. So I know what books, I know why there's certain actors that just always get a booking. What is it about them? So I teach that, you know, I like to teach not only, like I said earlier, the foundation, but then I take it a step further and then, you know, teach you how to apply those foundations because every, every actor is going to have a little bit of a different MO to get into them. Um, and, and it is about the acting. It really is. So um, for me, uh, I, it's not like I'm manipulating, but I'm working with you so that you will then ultimately learn how to stand out on an audition. Because I know, right. That's you very know, I know what's trending. I know, like I said earlier, I know why certain actors always get booked. Um I know, you know, the, what's happening in the advertising world because I work with ad agency producers and account execs, you know, all week long. Um, and, and again, not just commercials too. I, I mean, you know, we cast narrations and all kinds of things, games, animation. So, you know, it's it, the relationships that I have, you know, help actors. Just the other day, I had a client from Brazil we don't have time to cast. Can you just give me the names of three teenage boys that can sound 16 year old? Great. I sent them off the name of three of my students, you know, and they just book mm-hmm. me because they trust mm-hmm. me. So um, there's some wonderful casting folks out there that coach. And I think, um, you know, again, it's just good to be on the, the, the radar of a buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. And I know um, <clears throat> part of that kind of was leading to the point of, you know, the, the NAVA survey tells us there's this huge amount of percentage of people making twenty to 40000 a year in VO, 80% or so of the people that responded. The difference in that 80% and that other 20% is exactly that. It is the, the coaching and the ability to, to act and to do those things. Um, we all have been told, oh, I really like your voice. Well, that gets, that gets you nowhere. What can you do with that voice? I mean, can you really make that that voice change character and be believable and get different point of views and mm-hmm. situations? And that is what you'll learn um, in, in that type coaching. So our newer people out there, those people, what Jake, you had one the other week that posted on there something about uh, I'm new and da, 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 da. And what they say, uh, this strike's going on. So I guess I should give up now. 
Yeah, the they weren't even, even in, they weren't even in voiceover yet, and they're like, "So yeah. I think about getting into voiceover, but it, since the strike's going on, am I pretty much screwed?" Yeah, it has, <laughs> one had nothing to do with the other, but the yeah. strike has nothing to do with commercials, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what we were trying to get across to them. But we we get to run into that in our group a lot, and we and a lot of different groups too. I mean, it just yeah, you true. All the time, come in true. without doing any research, and they just and they just go straight. So how do I get into cartoons? Yeah. Not by posting this yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not the place. Yeah. Research, yeah. research, research, learn. Really, um, really uh, it's daunting. Um, <clears throat> I mean, during the pandemic, I was getting calls from, you know, parents of kids that my kids went to school with, you know, Hey, Mary Lynn, I remember you do this thing on voiceover and well, I'm home now. And you know, I, I want to give it a try. I got a good voice. It's like, okay. First, you're going to need to go take lessons. It's going to cost you about this much. Then you're going to need to get a website. And demos is going to cost you this much. And then a booth. And then, what? You know, they have no mm-hmm. clue. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, the calls we get every week. Well, I've been on radio for 80, 80 years, and I could do this and that. And <laughs> it's just, you know, okay, go get training. The best investment you can yeah. make is to start with a reputable coach or a good beginning workshop is get the training. Get Get at least get in front of the mic and see if you have the talent. Yeah, that's not again nothing to do with your voice, right? Yeah, because you could have the most yeah. gorgeous voice on the planet, but if you can't perform, you know, you know, good to us. I, I you know, we always kind of make a joke around here when we're casting a celebrity spot or campaign. Um, voiceover to me is the the true delineator between who's a really good actor and who's just pretty. Because you get these some of these celebrities in the booth, and when they start doing a voiceover, they they're very humbled, like, "Oh crap, I, I I'm just reading." They don't realize it's acting, and they'll say, "Okay, let's try it again. Can you do this, this, and that?" And then they start to melt down, and it's it's very intense. So that some of the diva moments we have seen. So you know, when you think about it, that's why there's only like a really good handful of celebrities that are successful at voiceover. And I'm talking mm-hmm. commercials, not the animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it really is about acting and and taking a piece of advertising where you're selling something and make, mm-hmm. making it sound like it was a snippet of your life. It's hard yeah. to do. I love the video that was going around. <clears throat> it might have been last year or two years ago of Sam Elliott in a VO session, and they and they'd ask him, "Could you give us one more line?" And he oh, says, hero, "It ain't going to sound no different." <laughs> from a movie, I watched that. Movie. Was it? Yeah, it, it, it was. That, that was a real neat thing because <laughs> you could tell he was just getting madder and madder. <laughs> there. Yeah, and I love yeah. hearing Mark Hamill talk about voice actors versus oh i love mark uh, hamill oh yeah yeah he talks about how the bar is so high in voice acting when mm-hmm. he went to his first voice acting session he was intimidated this is mark this is luke skywalker right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this real quick and this is i mean y- 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 you don't have to answer it if you don't want to i guess but i mean i know you've been in the industry for so long but and and you're used to probably working with celebrities in certain situations has there ever been a celebrity you've gotten to work with that you were like kind of maybe fangirling over the fact i mean like you obviously kept your reservation <laughs> but i mean like you work with them all the time so maybe the allure, the, the the allure isn't there anymore but i mean you know uh a little bit like um it again it's it's weird because i i not to sound like pompous or anything i grew up in the industry right you know, like, that my yeah. dad was a television producer so i was around like sets and things like that when i was a kid 
but at the same time, you know, when you meet certain idols of yours, um, you know, or actors you just really love, um, I, you know, like I, I did get a little, I mean, I, I directed Orson Welles once, you know, I directed, you know, I directed Casey Kasem. I've directed June Foray. I've directed Richard Chamberlain, Jeff Bridges, Jason Bateman, you know, I've directed some really great actors. And again, there's something about, I can't explain it, but you, you know, I think voice talent, get it. Like you get in the booth and you're in your little cocoon and they get in there and they're just as vulnerable as any um actor as any yeah. you know you know scale actor mm-hmm. and um and some of them some of some cele- I won't say who were really nasty <laughs> because sure. they were realizing in the moment that they weren't getting it you know and and then some were incredibly you know um kind and vulnerable and um sort of like you know help me through this which, which I found very endearing. And then I wanted to help them. Um, but yeah, I think I fangirled over Jeff Bridges because that was I'm just sure. like, hi. That's awesome. I mean, he's just who he is, you know? Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah. yeah, there was, uh, I, I, I've always missed George Clooney coming in and out of the booth, you know, uh, like, I, I don't know why, but not for me, but he was at the studio I work out of in Studio City sometimes. He would come in really early in the morning to do looping sessions there. And I would come in and the, the person would go, oh, you just missed George. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> the booth smelled so good. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's kind of George, some of the similarities yeah. of like living, living in Nashville um, and being around the music industry oh, when I was God, younger. Yeah. And, and it was nothing to walk in a place and there's, you know, Garson there at the pancake pantry having mm-hmm. breakfast yeah. and, you know, and, and at the time I was so backward, I wouldn't go over there and say anything, but the guy I was with kind of reminds me of Charles Coates. He just walks over and kicks up a conversation. Hey, I heard your new song on the radio. And this was, you know, when Garth maybe had two songs out mm-hmm. and he, but he was just the nicest, most humble person, you know, and, and, uh, it's really neat to meet those people like that. But, uh, uh, some of the, the worst, and I traveled with, with these people <laughs> for a short time. Uh, sadly, uh, one of the meanest people I was ever around was Porter Wagner. Oh, oh. Really? yeah. And, and I don't know if he was just having a couple bad days, you know, or what it was, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I've met a lot of really nice people though. When I, yeah, it does. It's not hard to be nice. Right. No, it's not. What does our friend Jim Henry say? Same thing. You know, it's like, let's let's just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it costs so little to be nice. Yeah. It really does. Well, Mary Lynn, let's get information uh, out there for where, how people can get in touch with you, especially for the coaching is what we're talking about. If they want to reach out, uh, do you do any, do you vet people before you coach them or do you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally, only like to work with working pros. You know, I, 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 I just kind of don't have the patience right now to do the beginners. Sure. Know? This is your mic handstand. You know? um, <laughs> right. So, so I work with a working pro level talent and then my, one of my casting associates here, Caitlin, she'll, she'll work with the beginners. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah, so, well, that's um, good. Yeah. She's really great at that. Um, and she also coaches the kids. 
So um, yeah, I work with mostly like intermediate to working pro level people. Um, and, uh, and then we also have our VO pros classes, um, which are events we've been doing for about 12 years where, um, it's usually like Tuesdays and Thursday nights and we'll have a, a guest like to, this week was all about dubbing. So the other night we had Ezra Weiss tonight, we have Jeff Howell. And so we get casting directors, directors, um, whether it's video games, uh, promos, we'll have agent nights. Um, so all kinds of things, narration, whatever. And so, mm-hmm. um, somebody wants to look into that. It's called, it's the VOPros.com. And then, um, to reach me and my casting, it's just, you can go to my website, voicesvoicecasting.com, um, or voicesvoicecasting at Gmail. That's one long word. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. And awesome. then I'm always at like VO Atlanta. I love going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I'll do a event somewhere else, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, I, I want to thank you for your time. I know like, uh, all of you, uh, that are in this business, uh, it's roller coastery. Some days we're over swamped and under swamps, but I do really appreciate you taking time to talk to us. This yes. is, uh, it's been awesome. It is. It's thank been you. great. We've enjoyed it. And, uh, I know that, uh, I will see you in Atlanta. I, yeah. I don't know about these other two guys and it looks like I'm I'm going to get to speak at One Voice, so I'll get to go to Texas. I'm excited about that. I haven't been to One Voice yet. so uh, yeah, I went a couple years ago. It was fun. Um, yeah, come to VO Atlanta. It's, it's, a, it's a fun event. It's kind of a little overwhelming because there's right. just so much going on. Yeah, but, yeah. It, you know, it's our peeps. You know, yeah. so everybody, <clears throat> you, you don't meet anybody there that doesn't love voiceover, you know. So, right. so right. we all have something in common and we all, it's so nice just to see people because we're just stuck in our little booths all day. So it's so right. nice to you know, <laughs> yeah. like this Absolutely. and say, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure and it's so nice getting to know you guys. So yeah, the pleasure has been ours. Yes, been ours indeed. Let's give her a hand. Let's give her a big hand on the way out. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of it's another VO podcast. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe. You can also email us your questions to another VO podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at another VO podcast. See you next time.